heart or have soldiers all around her. But I don't think she'd pick me out in the crowd if I was you know, waving there. She'd stop, oh, Malcolm, how are you? I don't think that's going to happen. The Queen, bless her, would have no idea of my existence, even though I've been in her kingdom for 61 and a half years. But the King of Kings, and I guess the King of Queens, although that's a TV show, I think. <laughs> the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords knows each and every one of us intimately. The Creator of heaven and earth says he chose me in him before the foundations of the world. He created my inmost being. He knit me together in my mother's room and I praise him because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. O oh Lord, your works are wonderful. What are his works? Have a look around. Where are his works? Now that's intimacy. That's someone who knows you. He knows you're coming out and you're going in from this time forth and forevermore. Woohoo! Isn't that exciting to know that the creator of the universe knows you so intimately? Oh, but my life's like this. You wouldn't believe what my life's like. I've got this. I've got that happening. How can you say God is looking after me? Well, I don't. He does, and that's the end of the story. Amen. Let's go home. But I've got a few more minutes, so I'll fill it in. Because he said it, basically, that he's looking after you. Verse 7 and 8 in Psalm 121. Somewhere here I still have it. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil and he shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. When our soul is well, all is well even if it doesn't look like it to us. Just because things to us don't look like they're going well doesn't mean God isn't looking out, out for us. He is looking after our soul. It says he preserves our soul. I guess when we think of preservation or you preserve something, what does it do? Don't we, don't we preserve things anymore? <laughs> and that's why we all go to Woolies. It makes it last longer, doesn't it? That's why our bread that we buy from Woolies can last a month instead of a day. Because of the preservatives in it. God preserves our soul. He preserves our soul because it is far more important than the circumstances that life is throwing at us. says the Lord, the Lord shall preserve you from evil. He shall preserve your soul. I'd like to be so bold as to say tonight that evil isn't the things that happen in your life. Because in life sometimes things just happen. Like when you're riding a bike and it disappears and you're laying on the ground with a broken hip. Is that evil? Or is it just something that happened and I don't know why? 
inconvenient. Yep, <laughs> wrecked the weekend, but possibly not evil. Jesus said in John sixteen thirty three, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. He's warned us, you will have trouble in this world. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Woohoo, go Jesus. He's overcome the trouble of the world. Ecclesiastes talks about times and seasons, times that are good, times that are bad. These times include things like a time to kill, a time to heal, to break down, to build up, to weep, to laugh, to mourn, to dance. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, it says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. What? Everything. Hang on, I've just said kill, break down, weep, mourn, everything. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. Everything beautiful in its time. But he shall preserve your soul. Something to think on. Is the act of e is the act, the thing that is done, evil, or is what is behind the act evil? Making the act the outworking of evil. I was reading, you know how you get on your phone, you get all these news things? There was an article on the uh, Jonestown massacre in Guyana in 1978. Some of the older ones, I'm sure, would remember what happened then. And uh, there was 9,000 or some, no, 900 or whatever it was. It was a horrible murder-suicide thing in the middle of the jungle. I couldn't read the article. I got so far through it and I just it was just couldn't read any more of it. See, we can categorise evil. I just thought that was just pure evil, what happened at that place. But see, we can categorise evil and good, can't we? I think we would all agree something like that. We'd put it up the top. Yeah, that's definitely evil. That wasn't good at all. We could talk about war and in, in a what about next weekend, next Sunday, we, we're going to remember the end of the First World War. And some tonight would say war is evil. Some would say, some would say it's not. See, we, see, it's up to us. We're going to categorise things. You know, the one punch thing. You know, uh, two guys are out at a nightclub and one just for some reason just turns around and goes, whack, kills a bloke. Is that evil or is it just a really dumb act that circumstances or just alcohol or, or whatever? See, again, some of us could call that an evil act. Others could just, I, I just call it a <laughs> very sad that things like that happen. You know, I don't particularly, because I think evil's a bit more than just a drunk swinging a punch.
Is it the act or is it the evil behind it that God is preserving us from? James was at the other end of the spectrum this morning when he was talking about Jesus and uh, we need to know the ways of God, not just the works of God. The same as it is the ways of God, same as it is this... Hang on, <laughs> I'll get this... I might get James to come up and say what he was saying. Same as it is the ways of God to do the works of God, it is the ways of the devil that does the works of the devil. And God wants to and will preserve us from the evil by preserving our soul. James was talking about many people saw the acts of Jesus and, and that, but they didn't see the ways of Jesus. And that's what we got to walk in. The ways of Jesus. Well, it's the same at the other end of the spectrum. That's what's behind those acts is the evil. What did Jesus say? Have trouble. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In the book of 3 John, up the back of your Bible, 3 John, and it's verses 1 to 4, The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth, beloved, I pray that all may go well with you, that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. For I rejoiced greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth, as indeed you are walking in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. May it go well with you that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. The writer John knew that this guy's soul was solid, being preserved by God. He was walking in the truth. If all is going well with our soul, our relationship with God, then it doesn't matter what life brings to us. We don't have to be working out these things like, you know, what's going, you know, this was a bad thing, that was so, so it, was all, it was all of the devil. If it was bad, if it was good, it's, it's of God. I think that's just a really funny thought pattern. And you need to rethink that if you've got one of those. Um, you know, the, the, the style of thing we get when we're, we, we, we sense God wants us to step out and do something, whether that maybe go to another place or do something where we are. And then, you know, the terminology we hear, you know, then all hell breaks loose. And then you, then you have your theological thing, well, did I really hear from God or is this God stopping me or for the moment or is it the devil? So if we're in that... Good things are from God and bad things are from the devil. You're going to be fighting with that funny theology, is that the word? And just messes with your head. When we are living according to God's truth, then our soul will be well and we will be able to walk through life's ups and downs without the drama of things like that happening in us. We'll be able to trudge through the valleys equally as well as dancing on the mountaintops. Why could Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, 
go through the flames in the lion den? How could Abraham take his son to sacrifice him? Not a good day, I don't reckon. How could Peter and Silas sing songs of praise while locked in a prison cell? How can Paul say, for I learnt to be content whatever the circumstances? I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. How can they say this? I'm sure most of us know someone or maybe we are that someone that when people look upon us, life ain't grand. It's not good. And yet there's something about them that you're thinking, how do you do that? How do you keep going like this when you're like you are? Whether it's a, you know, a sickness or, or whatever the problem is. How can they do that? Because it is well with their soul. God is preserving their soul. Could I put it to you that no matter what happened to them, they looked to God for their peace and contentment and it was well with their soul. They knew God was looking out for them. Does anyone remember a guy called Dion? D-I-O-N, I think he spelled his name. He was a musician. I think he's still around. Come on, Peter, put your hand up. <laughs> I think it was him. He was in, I was watching a concert or something, and he was doing an introduction to a song. And he said there was the, um, an interviewer out on the street asking people, you know, how they found peace. And it was like, you know, the, the marathon runner. Oh, it's when you're up to about 25 k's and your head's gone into mush. And the trees and the people are just going past. And that's where I find peace. <laughs> in another, you know, another one, oh, you know, when I have that little smoke and you're sort of halfway through and it begins to hit you. That's where I find my peace. And it was that all sorts of, you know, different answers. And then he said there was this little skinny guy with a little hat sort of on a bit of a jaunty angle strutting down the street looking pretty happy. And the interviewer said, how do you find peace? I like it. Have a think about it. I don't think they got it. <laughs> I'll say it again. They asked him how he finds peace. He likes it because he's walking in peace. I reckon, I think he was a, a Christian. I can't remember the details, but his soul was well. The Lord shall preserve you from evil. He shall preserve your soul. God will preserve us from the evil behind the circumstances, not the circumstances. God is more concerned for our soul than our situation because our situation is only for a short time. Life, we're born, we die. That's our circumstances. At best, we might get up around 100. 
That's how long it works. But our soul, the health of our soul is eternal. Way longer than 70, 80, 60, 40. Mark 8, chapter, Mark, sorry, chapter 8, verse 36 says, What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? This is the thing that is precious to God. Why does God want to preserve our soul? Let the evangelist Billy Graham answer the question. Why is your soul so valuable? The value of your soul is measured by its eternal quality. It will never die. You are, not, you are going to live forever. Ever. Your body will die, but your soul, the part of you that is made in the image of God, will never die. Your soul, your spirit, will live forever. That's why God says he will preserve our soul. It is far more important than what's going on around us. We need to walk in God's truth that our soul will prosper. Can I have the music team back, please? For the Lord shall preserve you from all evil, and he shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Amen. That's exciting to know that God has got us covered. You know, we need to connect with God for our soul to be preserved for eternity. As I'm just looking around, there's a few faces I don't know here tonight. There's a lot that I do know and I'm pretty sure God is preserving their soul. But if you're here tonight and you're not real sure about that, then I want to challenge you to ask God to come into your life. Because I kind of think that if you don't know that, well, then perhaps you don't know God. After we bow our heads tonight. Billy Graham said it's the eternal part of our, our makeup, our, what we're made of. As our heads are bowed this evening. Maybe you don't know that the great love that God has for you. He wants to preserve your soul. I'm just going to ask simply tonight, if you want to be on God's team, if you just raise your hand for me, please. For the first time ever.
you stand with me, please? Just as they're playing, maybe... Maybe you've struggled with things in life and maybe you are that person that, well, if it's good, it's got to be God. If it's bad, it's got to be evil and you, it can mess you around. Or maybe just not quite sure of what I've spoken about tonight. I'd love to pray with people tonight and the team will pray as well that if you're not real sure, we could just pray with you to just... I think it's just it's good when we pray together and just encourage one another. We've already prayed for needs, but if you didn't, if you would still like prayer for anything tonight, please come and we, the team will be love to pray for you. But just tonight, I'd love to pray that your soul would be well. Because when it's well, it won't matter what life brings. We know that God is preserving our soul. So as they play, if you'd like to come for prayer, why not come forward? Thanks, team.